Hello, everyone. This is Bobbin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution under the guise of being Count Pupong Yu and his retinue landed at the estate of one Penelope Agrotisa, the leader of Baritone. After being greeted by her seneschal, Roland, since she was not at home at the moment, you toured the grounds, took a look at the scented misters that kept the scent of the bayou full of agricultural waste out of the, uh, the good part of Penelope's grounds. You then met up with Gomez, your man on the inside, who has successfully discovered a hidden basement and copied everything on a computer he found down there. And should you manage to get him out of the estate successfully, you will be getting that information for yourselves. You also, or I should say that Johnny in particular, had a look at the gas masks, the best gas masks being used to cover the scent where the misters are unable to, and started tinkering on it. And you, the rest of you had a nice evening meal with a rather unexpected yet familiar guest. And as the evening ended and you all bedded down for the night, that is where we left off. But all except for one of you, because Claire is back. Yay! Hi. And so we've got a bit of catching up with her to do. So first of all, new mission, new license level. What have you spent it on? Well, three, I have spent on Goblin 3, which gives me the Horus system upgrade 3, which lets me do a bunch of uh, control shit. Uh, I also um, improved my, let's see, my agility, and I got the skill trigger spot, and I got spotter 3. All right. I think that's everything. What about your core system? Oh, yes. Uh, I got the Lesson of the Held Image. Yeah, once a round is reaction at the start of any allied character's turn, I may make a lock-on tech action against any character within the line of sight and sensors. Nice. And fairly useful to be able to do that uh, without using actions. It also will help trigger my autopod. Indeed. And what about your new bond power? Uh, we're supposed to have two now? You should have two. Okay. Let's see. Perhaps we'll let you read that and come back to it later. Yes, that sounds good. I know I had one that I wanted to pick, but I, I can't remember what it was. But just as a reminder, what do you currently have? Eyes of the Void. See perfectly well, even in pitch darkness, fog, or poor weather conditions. Gives me an increased accuracy and increased effect on checks relying on surveying or observing your surroundings. You can even see fine detail up to a mile away unaided. Very well. Now, in addition to that, you also get a downtime activity. Ah. So, when everyone else was doing their own things, just for reference, 
Alan went to get information and ended up killing a man. Cool. Connor. What was Connor's downtime activity again? I got the uh, scout. Right. You arranged for Gomez to go in and get that information. Dalton has gone back to Jean-Luc because that cat is fully out of the bag. And so he uh, issued a video in which he personally declared war, essentially declared war on the hegemony and hopefully in the process cleared his family of any collusion. I know that's good. Afterwards, he used the downtime activity, get a damn drink. <laughs> Finally, Johnny built up his underground network and uh, what exactly was your downtime activity, Namtab? Uh, I got resources. I got the two spare batteries, took one of them, one of them still unclaimed. Right. You went and salvaged the ruins of McGannis's base, picked up some spare core batteries. So how about you? How about Arya? I think I would like to get connected um, and with Horus, gain them as a contact. With that in mind, I would have to roll a d20 and see what the result is. Well, I will just remind you that you do already have a contact with Horus, but they are a very decentralized organization, and yeah. so you could certainly find your way into contacting a different cell and getting access to possibly different resources. Right. It, it says you can use your contacts resources arrayed as reserves for the next mission. Indeed. And incidentally, because you were a party to this, I should mention that now we provided the cover identity that the team is currently using ah. in exchange for the scans that you provided for them. Yes, okay. And uh, during the conversation with Connor, they mentioned that they're not interested in getting multiple scans and they are fine with providing rewards to one person or to the group. Okay. But as for get connected, give me a skill roll. What kind of methods would you like to use in order to make the connection? Probably take control to sort of, I don't know, hack my way into finding more about them. Hmm. So basically ha hacking a hacker. Oh, wait, no, that would be hack or fix, yeah. Well, the skills are intended to overlap with one another, so mm -hmm. it is... I would probably use hacker. Any or all that apply Yes. can be used. So that is a 15. Your contact will help you, but you've got to do a favor or make good on a promise afterwards. Maybe I'm uh, trying to find other Horus operatives. Or even... Um, the Omninet isn't really connected to the rest of the, the galaxy on this planet, is that correct? The Omninet is the connection to the rest of the galaxy. Okay. And those connections on this planet are relatively few and far between, only being held, generally speaking, by the powerful, the influential, the well-connected. I see. And you, thanks to Na'wi. Ah, in that case, I wonder if Arya could reach out to some 
other rebel group or ungrateful group in the galaxy. Make a contact out of them. Well, their struggles really have nothing to do with your struggles, though. That is fair. At best, they could provide you with some moral support. Mm, you're right, you're right. As it is, the Horus Collective often fills that sort of role of individuals who dislike their current situation or standing. Okay, um, let's call it Horus then. Reaching out to other Horus cells then. The one we are already have contact with. Mm -hmm. As we discussed, a, a new cell that can provide yeah. you with different information, but ha which has different goals. And right. In this case, uh, basically you track down through messaging systems a, uh, shall we say, a dark net site that is preferred by a certain subgroup within Horus and having essentially proven yourself by hacking the main page and uh, flipping the Horus icon upside down just to prove that you have access and you can do what you want they get back to you and one of them let's just call them uh, Steel Skies as the username. They mention that they've heard rumors that on Baritone, the system that decides... Well, I don't think you were here to hear the full description of it, but Baritone is protected by a massive wind wall. Giant floating hard points have this semi-corporeal mesh stretching between them up to two miles above the surface of the island. Its purpose is to direct the wind, the moisture, the rainfall and sunlight to different quarters of the island so as to create the best possible habitat for an extremely wide range of agricultural products, plants and animals both. To manage all of this is an artificial intelligence system that is said to toe the line between regular artificial intelligence and fully sapient NHPs. Hmm. Understandably, it's hard to get a hold of a copy of this system. But seeing as you're going to the island, seeing as you are getting up close and personal with these hard points, if you were to somehow copy this program and send it to this dark web site, they would be quite grateful. And in exchange for this being grateful, they're willing to hack into the satellite network surrounding the planet and provide you personally with detailed tracking information on the location of important individuals and objects. This is the tracking resource, by the way, from the core book. That does sound useful. All right. Now, uh, to be clear, my role said that 
they would aid me, but then I would owe them. Yes, that is what they are asking for in compensation for their help. Okay, so they are tracking me, and then, okay, all right, cool. Yep, I should note, I did intentionally bend the rules a bit uh, with Connor, who also got connected and arranged for this spy to come in, but uh, in exchange, he's getting much more directly useful information. The actual stat blocks and ability of every enemy you guys face during this mission. Okay. In that case, um, who might we want to track? Well, Penelope comes to mind. And more to the point, if you come up with any ideas, they can track it. Okay. As it is, as for your current location, I will say partly it's because you are still working on getting this contact together, and partly it's because you perhaps wanted a bit of alone time because of recent revelations in your personal life. Revelations in your personal life. Yes. That you decided to stay behind during the... when the rest of the group initially left. You are currently in the flying wing, which itself is currently in a holding pattern floating above baritone even above the uh, extent of the wind wall and just as soon as the rest of the party leaves the estate they're currently on you'll be able to meet up with them and the goal today at least is to do so to get into the rest of baritone and start making some connections convincing some influential people that a change of leadership is not only useful, but necessary. Hmm. With that in mind, and this is for everyone, I am setting down a 12-segment clock. Your goal, should you choose to accept it, is to fill that clock, and at which point enough of Baritone's movers and shakers will have been convinced that your alternative to Penelope, that being a combination of Alice and Jim, will be superior. However, step one is to figure out uh, what to do now that you've all woken up on a new day. Hmm. Hit the continental breakfast. Well, you get more than a continental breakfast. Planetary breakfast. This is styled after a southern plantation, so you, when you wake up, you get your choice of shrimp and grits or uh, biscuits and sausage gravy. Oh, fuck. That sounds really good. I like both of those. What was the first option again? Shrimp and grits. So it's like a corn porridge. It's going to have, like, cheese and... Sometimes, usually like a tomato-y sauce in there. Yeah. Probably have some good spice in it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, that Connor has probably never had grits in his life. Hmm. Don't knock the other option either. Uh, no, no, I'm, that's why I'm leaning towards Biscuits you know. and gravy is nice, but like it's also like a really heavy meal. Jobby is the terms grits and then biscuits and gravy 
and just asks for toast. Johnny grew up in a swamp. You'd be coward. absolutely familiar with both of those. Well, maybe not so much the biscuits and gravy. I don't think they grow shrimp. flour as well. Yeah, he doesn't know what grits are, and he doesn't trust. Oh, you would fucking know what grits he are if you grew up in a swamp. He doesn't know what grits are. Not corn does not grow in every swamp. Might be more familiar with rice porridge. I think Connor's going to lean towards the second option, just because he doesn't know what grits are. Grits sounds gritty, therefore doesn't sound like a pleasant mouthfeel. Therefore, I know I probably don't need to explain to you, Colin, what grits are, but... Uh, no, no, no. Like, I'm saying Connor. I'm going to take the shrimp and grits. I love me some shrimp. I like sausage. I like sausage and grit, biscuit and gravy, but like shrimp and grits. Any idiot can make biscuits and gravy. Shrimp and grits, though, man. Oh. I will say that the cook is more than happy to provide any of you with half portions of both. Oh, well, screw that. Yeah, give me that. Do that. 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 I'm <laughs> now, and I just ate dinner. How dare you? <laughs> and what does the Lord wish? Fuck it. Load me up. Give me the... Give me the biscuits and gravy. Well, after your surprisingly contentious choice of breakfast, is there anything you wanted to discuss while you were all together? As previously established, you are willing to eat in the same room with one another, forego the usual convention of uh, having the staff eat separately. Uh, I don't really have anything to discuss now. But once we're done with breakfast and out of earshot of the help, then there will be planning to be done. All right, then we might as well fast forward to that. You eat. It is either surprisingly or unsurprisingly good. Really good. And shrimp and shrimp and grits made with, you know, like they they shell the shrimp and then they use the shells to make the thin, you know, seafood stock. That they cook the grits in. Mm -hmm. They had to leave the tails on so you can scoop up some grits with the shrimp. And oh man, I love shrimp grits. That's my toast. It's toast. And you are sad, sad man. Just eating plain toast. Not even buttered. Like that's just that's crunching the... into it. You do not <laughs> blink the entire time. There is absolutely butter. That's the part that drives Connor up the walls. That you're just eating toast without any butter and he's staring at that. That's butter. <laughs> you, you don't get to tell me what my breakfast is. You're, you're, Bobbin's in charge of my breakfast. Bobbin, can we get a ruling? There is butter. Damn it. Okay. Alright. Finally, I am vindicated. <laughs> Not even like an egg sandwich, though. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> In whichever room you deem to have the most privacy and would be the most obvious for someone to lean in on the door and listen. I just, I basically remind the rest of the team that our goal for the day is to conduct the expected interviews and in the course of them contrive an excuse to go inspect the rest of Baritone. We need to come up with questions that will give us the kinds of answers that will allow us cause to go do something that is allowed, but not welcomed. 
And just to remind everyone, we do seem to have the immortal secret police tailing us, though he doesn't seem interested in actively stopping us, at least for the moment. But just bear that in mind. What I need is plastic. Why? I've been working on these uh, gas masks, but I'm missing a piece. I need to go to the flying wing. I'll have the piece on there. I don't think you can just kind of leave like that. I'm sure we can find you some plastic here. It's not an uncommon material. It's uh, it's a bit technical. It's a special. It's a very specific polymer. How do you know the word polymer? I don't know how he knows most words. Well, why wouldn't I know polymer? It's uh, a make a tool. Do you think? Hold on, I just want to ask, like out of character, does Johnny think that polymer is uh, just a group of mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Johnny basically has knowledge of robots and engineering. Yeah, as previously established. Even just being a farmer in this far-off future involves a lot of technical knowledge. Johnny is a savant about two very specific things. Murder? At this point, I'm not surprised at about anything that Johnny knows. What? I about the voice somehow. <laughs> um, what? Connor is in disguise. Oh. <laughs> I'm also in disguise. I just don't have to do the voice right now. Look, we don't we didn't come in on the wing. We came in on that little air transport. We would have to send you away, and you would be gone for hours, maybe days. You'll need to find your parts here. It'd be fairly difficult to disguise your absence, seeing as that you are the um, inspection part of the inspection. Wait, am I? It's possible that they might have the facilities here to recreate the polymer. You're, you encountered it first on the Metal Star. That doesn't mean it's completely foreign to the planet. Plus, they have a secret basement. Who knows what else is around? All right, I need to go somewhere where there's, where there's a, a, a pro processing. I'm sure that'll come up during the course of the inspection. Okay, wait, since when am I in charge of the inspection? Well, you're doing the technical aspects of the inspection. Wasn't that the whole reason you're here? Yeah. Huh. You're the grease monkey. Have you not been paying attention for the past 24 hours? Uh, look, I saw the water wall and everything else went. You know what? I, I believe that. I 100% believe that. Yeah, I, d I also believe that that's pretty in character for Johnny. In character? What do you mean? <laughs> I wasn't speaking in character because you would know if I was speaking in character. I've made it abundantly clear when I'm speaking oh in God. character. Hmm. That's true. I don't know a thing. We know. Johnny goes to an amusement park and just resets every 15 seconds. <laughs> or like, a, just like, not an amusement park. Like a water, oh God, what's the name of like a water park? You know, like a like or Splashy River? Raging waters. Johnny's Anyways. walking downtown, catches the side of the fountain, and he just stands there for two hours. <laughs> Is that a clap? Does the water move? Uh, that, was, that was a clap without... I'm, I'm trying not to overwhelm the microphone. I, uh, I got what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. 
Rerailing this train. Yeah, so it sounds like you want to start the inspection process. Johnny will go out on his own to make some inspections of the equipment and materials. Perhaps in the process, he will discover that uh, polymer or else one of the uh, creation stations that might be capable of producing it. Johnny finds a makerspace. These keep coming up in games, and I still am not entirely sure what they are. It's basically a industrial shop that you can rent. Hmm. They have like 3D printers, power tools, stuff like that. Stuff that's expensive to own hmm. and requires a lot of space. They're usually in places that don't have you know, a lot of space, like people with apartments in large cities. In the meantime, Jean-Luc, a.k.a. Count Poupon-Yu. My god. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget that either. Poupon you. And his good friend, Colonel Mustard. I did mention that Naoi is the one who provided this fake identity. Yep. Wow. Jean-Luc will be hosting interviews of selected members of the staff. And for his part, Gomez will be trying to be one of those members so that y'all can stash him in one of the larger suitcases you brought with you and take him with you when you leave to go explore the rest of Baritone. I know it was my suggestion, but I, I'm still astounded that our solution to this problem is let's just put him in the luggage. Nobody could think of a better option than that. Like they say, if it's stupid, but it works. Well, it hasn't worked yet, is the thing. I suppose so. But with everything collected like that, I suppose I would like one skilled roll from Jean-Luc and one skilled roll from Johnny. And keep in mind that your the goal of this role is not to necessarily conduct positive interviews, but to manufacture a reason to explore the rest of Baritone. Mm -hmm. With that all in mind, I think one of the rest of you can also make a role in order to get Gomez out of the way so that no one, including the guest home staff, know where he went to. Stealth unit. Yeah. Is it possible for me to help John Luke conduct the interviews? Give them a bonus. You would be in the room. You are my major domo. I am your major. I am the bodyguard. I could conceivably come up with a reason why I would have to take Gomez out of the room. Yep. And feel free to double up. Any of you can help either or any of the rest of you with these roles. I believe Johnny is mostly on his own, but you could conceivably come up with a reason to catch up with him. If I'm doing technical stuff, I'm just going to roll hackle fix. That can work. Do I still need to spend stress? To oh, good. Yeah, you'll be pushing in order to uh, provide assistance like this. All right, I will that mark it down there. be with accuracy, I don't think would be a nine without the accuracy you can give yourself a stress to retroactively push and get that up to 12 yeah sure all right i'm taking one accuracy from 
Connor's assistance. I think my role here is going to be word on the street. That's kind of the most conversational skill that I have. Yep, and that's the one you used last time. That's also a 12. Also a 12. And uh, just so we can get everything out on the table, Ape, how about you? I'm going to use take someone out. Because <laughs> you are taking someone, someone out, out of this you place. Of, you are taking them out of the room. Yep. Of the estate. Higher than Ooh. 12. Hey. There 16 we go. with no accuracy. You're just good, naturally. Mm-hmm. All natural, baby. Just that good. So, here's what happens. First of all, Johnny, you make the rounds fit in fairly well. You uh, spot Susan. She's a bit busy at the moment, but she uh, spares a wink for you. I wink back. And around the back of the main building, you discover this sort of sheddish attachment. It's clearly less well-constructed, well-architectured compared to the rest of the building. It's a you get the sense that if this were the kind of place to have stables, this would be the stable, but instead it's this sort of metal shack. And inside of it is this kiosk, and it is a 3D printer. You've gotten fairly familiar with them from your time in the Metal Star, but this one is different in a few notable ways. First, that it has a list of presets that you must choose from in order to get anything printed and for the most part this appears to be stuff like gas masks like hand tools uh, replacement parts for larger machinery that sort of thing second thing is that all of these presets have monetary values attached to them if you want any of these tools or equipment or parts you have to pay now it is then, did any of my compatriots follow me? Or am I going to be allowed to do stupid things on my own? I think you're going to be allowed to do stupid things on your own. Congratulations, you are being allowed to do stupid things completely on your own. Oh no, we have right. made a mistake. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, presets my ass, let's break this machine. Oh no. Money, presets, these words mean nothing to Johnny Alpha. as a matter of fact you kind of have to take this thing apart in order to recreate that polymer you were looking for Mm -hmm. this machine is fully capable of printing out such material but it's certainly not on any of the presets so you get under you get into the works both mechanical and electrical and with that hack or fix roll, you uh, come out with a nice strip of the uh, plastic that you were looking for. And in the process, how do you leave the machine? Oh, I brought a subjectivity enhancement suite with me. Finally, some use for some use for these things. I guess I need to give the impression that the machine still works as intended. I also don't want to have to take it apart again. 
I'd just like to rig up some way that I can enter a specific code or something and just have it switch to the Johnny mode. I will say something that you could very easily do is rig the machine to redirect its currency requests from either the Metal Stars accounts that you draw upon to get your infinite sources of money or from Penelope's personal account, which is normally where the money is deposited, you note. No, this is a sneaking mission. Therefore, giving away the infinite money stash is much more important than potentially giving Penelope a clue. I'll go with the infinite money stash, please. Fair enough. And sounds like you also want to put in a uh, Johnny backdoor into the machine. Yeah, everyone else has to pay for the shit. Just not me. Please let's not discuss Johnny's backdoor. <laughs> I was going to say, thank you. <laughs> Rad. Awesome. Cool. Great. I wasn't... Thanks. Great. <laughs> Do you need me to roll for the Johnny backdoor? No. No, we can incorporate it all into the one roll we made. Okay. Guess given that this is all going on to the project clock of Project Gasmas, then presumably that role, it would be with an additional accuracy if that matters. No, this does not directly add to your earlier project clock. However, because we now have a new clock, I will say that finishing that clock, after spending a little bit more time on the gas mask, will give you segments of the 12-segment clock. But it won't contribute to Project Gas Mask. You are now allowed to continue Project Gas Mask, is what you've done. Okay. Sweet. And you've also made everything free for... Effectively free for everyone on the estate. So actually, I, I'll throw in a clock segment of the 12-segment clock for that. I suppose if they learn my password, then sure. Okay. Excellent. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm amazing. I did it. I did it, guys. How many segments have we filled? Oh, have one. I one. Sweet. Okay. Alright. Anyway, I need to go test this gas mask. But it's someone else's turn. Yes. We are moving on to the word on the street roll. So, what sort of excuse do you think you're looking for to get you out into the rest of the, uh, the island? Because... The workers, at least for this first day that you're being, that are being funneled into the guest home for you to interview, are going to all be from this estate. Yep, 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 yep. My immediate thought is, doesn't matter how they answer, we find their answers lacking, and if the state itself, where the tightest ship is run, is lacking, what is the state of the rest of the uh, stations? Or perhaps you're getting impatient and you would rather go out and visit people on site because you've heard as much as you can stand about this one estate. Or perhaps you've noticed that all of them have been hired specifically to be sycophants. That too. Okay, so the I, th I think the line is that I am definitely getting incomplete information because these people are always here they're always here how do they know anything about what's going on 
what they receive a report a week after our events have resolved. It's not accurate information. I need to be on site for this. All right. So a combination of impatience and a desire to bypass the sort of rumor mill game of telephone that distorts all the information that goes through it. Fourth-handedness of all of the answers I'm getting. Yeah. And I will say that for a 12, you eventually formulate this idea and present it to the Seneschal, Roland, and he is forced to agree with you. We'll get more into that later. Because in the meantime, Gomez shows up as one of the interviewees, basically comes up and says, Hey guys, I managed to convince them to get one of the slots. So uh, what are we going to do about, you know? Okay. Well, my initial thought was that I was going to, like, kind of pull him away under pretense of search this guy because I think he's going to bring a weapon and then just kind of pretend that, you know, what? if somebody says, hey, that guy never came back, I'm like, no, he didn't. He's fine. Hmm. But I guess that's not going to work in this scenario, so... You can still sort of pull him away under the auspice of further questioning. Yeah, I guess we'll still go with plan A. Keep your head down, don't make a fuss. Just follow. Well, well, rather, you going to lead him. So, one for the rough treatment, huh? Yeah, I get it. Play along. And uh, so, yeah, as you exit the sitting room that's being used for interviews, Gomez says a little bit too loudly, "Hey, come on, man! I didn't do nothing. You don't, you don't gotta get all tough on me, man." Why you gotta be like this, huh? Hey, where are we going? Where are we going, man? You be quiet now. And once you get into the closet with all of the luggage containers in it, he uh, gets this great big grin on his face and says, so how did I do, huh? Was that convincing? Played it a little heavy, but I don't think anyone will question it. All right, man. I can be quiet, too. Don't worry about that. Yes, it's generally appropriate for luggage not to make noise, so I certainly hope you can. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, so which one of these is mine? This one should give you some breathing room. Um, let's see. give you some food. So, like, this dude's just going to be sitting in a suitcase for the rest of the day while he waits for us to get done. Something like that, yeah. He doesn't seem to mind... The trip back will be fairly short, but still. As a matter of fact, as soon as you point one out, he climbs inside. Hey, don't worry about food. I could use a nap. Well, there's some water regardless. And um, there's a bathroom in here, but if, you know, just be in the suitcase when, unless it's absolutely necessary, please. Just on the off chance someone like a cleaning person comes in here. Got it. Alrighty. See you on the wing. All right. Actually, can you? Un well, you can't really unzip suit. I'll leave it just like a little bit open so that you can get get like a finger and zip and unzip it from the inside. Or do we use zip? I don't. Space zippers. You can unzip from the inside. It's a little harder. You got to get your fingernails into it, but you can do it. Okay. Anyway, sounds like everything's been fairly well settled. And if you've got any uh, anything below a ten, so no surprises. 
and I will say that all of you succeeded on your rolls, nothing surprising, so let's just throw in one more hacker fix for for Johnny to finish off that mask work. Uh, yeah, it's 21. Damn. Um, i put the pieces together, I guess. I love it when a, a gas mask comes. What is that noise? That's, That's clapping. Golf clap. Okay. It, okay. <laughs> it did sound a bit like something else. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that, that, yeah. yeah. You could say that. I get very I'm happy. I'm playing cat, not dark side Phil. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I was going to make that exact joke. <laughs> Great. Cool. Awesome. Wonderful. I make the gas mask. I make it work. Well, I make it whole. I don't know if it works yet. You definitely make it work. You rolled a 21, and this... You you had an accuracy. You, you don't need it, but you had an accuracy for this roll as well. Oh, sweet. Because, again, this was a project clock roll to finish off the gas mask. So, I will say that the gas mask works even better than you initially intended with this additional airtight seal around the face and nose, the design improvements you added to the pre-existing gas mask are able to entirely filter out all sense and potentially all harmful gases in general so long as there is sufficient oxygen in the ambient atmosphere you, you could potentially use a mask like this to protect you against all kinds of airborne issues we're all very proud of you well time to go find susan why now why does the gas mask help with that thoughtful gift yeah i'm gonna mass produce it anyway now that i know how it works so did we add another segment to the clock? Now this is him completing a personal project clock. Oh, okay. And as promised, it also influences the overall clock. By one? Ooh. Well, for a 21 in total, I'd give that a two. Okay. Yeah. We're a fourth of the way done. I bet you guys uh, glad you brought along old Johnny Alpha now. And... In order to propagate this invention, you go back to the 3D printer and input your design alterations into the the mask design that was one of the presets. Perhaps they haven't found out just yet, but eventually they'll realize that buying items from this store no longer count against their contractual salary that company money is now used on other things and so pretty soon everyone will have one mm. at least on this estate and thanks to black market and gray market effects pretty soon most of the other estates around here will have these masks sure that money actually is infinite now ah, what do i care it's effectively infinite it's also effectively not my problem like, I want to buy a social media company infinite. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as we're not trying to buy Twitter, I think we should be fine. Mm -hmm. I think 
Luckily, Baritone doesn't have Twitter. Oh, there's absolutely a social media equivalent. There's probably a separate one for rich people. Yes, I know. I posted on it earlier. <laughs> ah. But anyway, let's propagate the first of these guests. Can we call the rich one Titter? <laughs> They're like, hee hee, Titter. <laughs> I thought that was just the porn Twitter. I'm making a classy joke and you've ruined it. You're welcome. <laughs> That was like the cleanest joke I've ever made, and you it had to really just soil is. it. It really is. I'm sorry. No, I feel bad. The Don't porn Twitter is Fluffer. <laughs> Ooh. See, there you go. Christ. So anyway. Um, <laughs> we're a little bit on one tonight. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I go give the first of the guest masks to Susan, and then have casual sex with her. Okay. All right. I feel like that requires a roll. <laughs> he did roll for it last session. It's already been set up. Yeah. Oh, okay. N yeah. Namtab only has to roll if it's ranked competitive sex. <laughs> Actually, I am going to call for a roll because she is. it is currently during the workday. Oh, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> she might be up for a quickie, but... Uh... She's on her shift. Fine, that's the one I'm after. All right, this is going to be a stealth roll. No. <laughs> Honestly, I would accept a stealth roll. Uh, can't hack or fix your way out of this one, buddy. <laughs> Fuck you, I take control of this situation. That's an 18. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Wow. Johnny Alpha tops. Got it. <laughs> I don't call you, you Johnny surprised? Alpha for nothing. <laughs> God damn it. We really are songs some shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just fade out and leave it at that. Thank you. Yank Johnny Beta. <sighs> no, that's his cover name. <laughs> Not joking. Yeah, uh, that is my cover name. Yeah. Not even, like, Jimmy Beta? Nope. No. It's Johnny Beta. Johnny only has enough capacity to remember one fake name. <laughs> okay. I don't even remember what my fake name fucking is. Neither do I, but anyway, it's someone else. Y'all have turn. fake names? For the moment. Yeah, uh, we're playing a role-playing game. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. If you think about it, all names are fake. My fake name is Namtab. <laughs> <laughs> Your real name is... <gasps> Let's move on quickly. Right. <laughs> it's even worse. Edit that I'm gonna out. cut Edit that out. <laughs> the internet must not know the Namtab secret. So, you've gotten everything accomplished that you wanted to here, gotten a good head start on your goal clock. Let's call it that, why not? And at this moment, well, what kind of time frame would you like to be leaving the estate on? Like, what time of day the next day. It's, it's going to take you a few hours, most of the daylight hours, to do enough interviews to A, cover for Johnny's activities, and B, come up with a plausible enough reason for getting out of here. Well, I am presenting myself as being industrious and impatient, so it, it's going to be an ASAP kind of deal, you know. 
it, it'll take a couple of hours to get ourselves where we're going, which means that if we time it right, we can be there first thing in the morning to observe the opening shifts. All right, and the, the airship is fully appointed with bedrooms and other such, all our uh, accommodations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you not staying overnight is plausible enough. In that case, Roland, after you finish discussing your future plans, will respond with terribly sorry to see you go. I believe Milady was scheduled to arrive later this evening. It is a shame that you shall miss each other. Yes, quite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, all the voices together, huh? It's, yeah, I'll mute myself. <laughs> God damn it. I can't do voices when I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> this remains my greatest weakness. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt that we will be returning to discuss our findings with her. Yes, quite. Is there anything you need from the estate before you go? I don't think I want to requisition any of their workers or equipment. That seems incorrect. Hey, do major domos cook? No. Okay. Not usually. Okay. Never mind. No, I don't believe we will require anything from you until our return. Well, I suppose I should insist on sending someone along with you. Someone with further experience on baritone who can provide you with the important context and details that you as a visitor may be unaware of. Robin, you motherfucker, I know exactly where this is going. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Hunter, internally, no, 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 no. Alan, internally, crap, 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 crap. <laughs> Jungly, internally. <laughs> Johnny found the water fountain. Or is this during the sex? <laughs> Why not both? Oh. Oh. Damn. Anyway. Ooh. All right, re put a point on the board for Namtab. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. Hush you. So what is Jean-Luc's response? Uh, internally screaming, because this is going to make everything more difficult but I can't actually think of a good excuse to say no. So I guess no one gets to drop disguise. Oh, only somebody you believe you could spare. I would not wish to put our Lady Agrotisa out by taking someone vital from her. Oh, of course. I have a few candidates in mind, and uh, I'm Certain one of them shall be awaiting you on the helipad by the time you're fully packed and ready to leave. Very good, thank you. Suddenly turned into Dracula there. 
Yeah, the voice is evolving. Don't <laughs> <laughs> they always? It's just in vogue right now. Don't worry about it. End point of all aristocracy is Dracula. This is known. It does take a few minutes to pack everything and everyone up. Some of the staff work as porters to get it back to your airship. And at that moment, as you are leaving the guest house, you hear the sounds of jet engines. It's another airship lands behind the estate, lands behind the manor house in the estate. I'm sure that'll be a good thing for us. Teehee. So, one of the first people to come out of the second airship is Lady Penelope. And for most of you, this is your first chance to see her, see what she looks like. Jean-Luc, of course, is already fully familiar with her appearance. And how familiar are you folks with the phrase built like a brick shit house? Yes. I'm aware mm -hmm. of the phrase. Ice emoji. Yeah, it exists. Right, because she is at least six feet tall. Her uh, biceps are bigger around than some of your necks. Can't tell, but I'm uh, I'm twirling my hair around my finger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she looks like she could crack walnuts with her elbow, and probably smash coconuts with her ass. Yeah. Oh, it's you. You're the one bringing the horny energy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the divide. You're the new factor. This explains everything. She also has very large assets, shall we say. Well, she does have a very nice mansion, yes. She, one could say she has huge tracts of land. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, check out her tits. <laughs> why, why does she make me laugh? The layup and... She's also wearing this sort of bodysuit that uh, covers her basically head to toe. It's got these sort of swirling green and gray colors all across, and it's tight enough against her skin that uh, it really helps the, uh, the muscle tone stand out. And just uh, for Jean-Luc's perspective, you're not sure if her body is completely natural, some weird miracle of inbreeding, or else the result of drugs and gene therapy, but however she came about it, she does seem to be very happy to be in her skin. It's not an opinion I voice very often, but uh, as one has could maybe figure out based on the way that I uh, bully Connor about it constantly, I do have a, an appreciation for people who take very good care of themselves. So even if the starting point may not have been completely natural, that's going to take work to maintain. So, you know, I, I have a quiet appreciation for her setup. See, Ape, it's not just me. 
No, I'm saying you are the new factor for why tonight is being weirdly horny. <laughs> <laughs> but she does set her eyes on the unexpected individuals on her lawn. And so she walks straight up to you. Jean-Luc is the one in the semi-uniform outfit of nobility. And so she says... Notably, it is... Since we're uh, talking about bodies, uh, Jean-Luc is also, by the way, six foot four and built like a soldier, like an active duty soldier who is always trying to hone his body. Mm -hmm. And he is trying not to look like that right now. So in addition to the link skin or whatever it is, I forgot the name. He's also wearing clothes that uh, could definitely stand to be tighter and better fitting, but that's on purpose. Good designs, but unflattering cuts. Yes, precisely. All right. Well, she uh, comes straight up to you and says, Hey, you must be that surprise inspector. Count, uh, what was that again? Dooku. <laughs> I count Poupon you. It is wonderful that I had the chance to meet you before my departure. Oh, well, you're going somewhere, huh? First things first. Puts her hand out. Mm, this is definitely going to give me away, but I don't have an excuse. I'm going to shake hands with her. I can't fucking believe that's your code name. Your secret name, whatever. Listen, we didn't come up with it. This was Aubin's gift to us. <sighs> they didn't come up with it. An internet troll came up with it. That makes it worse, actually. <laughs> and, uh, after shaking your hand, she says, Mmm, good. Stiff handshake. I like that in a man. As you've guessed, I'm Lady Penelope Agrotisa. Good to meet you, Count. But uh, where are you going? We would have, like, a name at this point, right? Is it like some subtown or station or something that we're oh, headed to? destination name. Yes, yes. All right. Yeah, you, you can get, like, a uh, the... the the name of an initial destination, but uh, none of the names on Baritone are all that inventive. They're mostly just descriptive, since, you know, the whole population is transitory. Wheat Station 051, that kind of thing. Centerville. We're going to Centerville. Springfield. <laughs> Easton. Georgetown. Lexington. Who's George? Yeah, Georgetown is too inventive. Jetson, founder of the <laughs> colony. Georgetown is like one of the most common names in the common town names in America. So no, I don't think that's too inventive. Hmm. Well, it is when you're not in America. True. This is space America. What the fuck kind of name is George? So you wanted a name. Let's come up with say Willow River hmm. Willow Creek Willow Creek I and my entourage will be heading to Willow Willow River? I lost it immediately Willow Creek, we decided Creek. on Willow Creek. Willow Creek We'll be heading to Willow Creek Yeah, 
What's in Willow Creek? Willows. Fuck <laughs> you. Creeks. The information that we require to thoroughly inspect the operation of Baritone. I get it. You're a newbie, aren't you? You look young enough. All right. You want to see the sights? Uh, go spread some wild oats or whatnot. It's fine by me. I smile in a way that is both sly and apologetic. I say, I thank you for your understanding. All right. And uh, she responds by saying, yeah, go get him, tiger. But we better uh, get a meal together once you get back. Oh, of course. It'd be a waste not to. Speaking of waste, I gotta get to the gym. Hey! And off she goes. May your games be many and something, 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 ultra kill. May your ma games be many and your leg days never skipped. What is fuel? Creatine. May your gains be many and your body fat content be few. <laughs> well, let's have the how many days in a week argument just for fun. <laughs> no, shut up. Die instantly. <laughs> I managed to stifle a sigh of relief. All right. And as you climb into the airship, you notice sitting in one of the sort of side view seats along either side of the sort of main sitting area in the ship is a familiar face. Called it. <laughs> and uh, as soon as you enter, he says, oh, you must excuse me for going inside, but you were speaking to, to the Lady Penelope and I did not wish to interrupt. Oh, it's this, uh, this, this, this. Just instantly drop character. <laughs> oh, how magnanimous of you. By no means do you need to celebrate my initiative. It is simply that I did not wish to waste anyone's time. Your courtesy is appreciated. Fucking walk over and loom over him. Well, then, in the interest of not wasting time, what is your game here? Oh, my game right now is twofold. First, I just did you a favor. There were several people clamoring to take this position to be your escort around Baritone. Showing such initiative is a good way to get into the good graces of the Lady Penelope and also a way to spy on you on her behalf and to ensure that you come away with the best possible impression of the island rather than the most truthful. But as you and I both know, I am not a spy for Lady Penelope. And so we can set aside that would-be duty. My second reason for being here is, as I mentioned before, information is my stock and trade. And it would seem like sticking with you is a good way of collecting it. Sally with us. Yes. Johnny's eyes glaze over. Hmm. 
you know, I'm not gonna ask the guy how he lived through a grenade. I was actually gonna say, I think you should apologize for throwing a grenade at this man. Actually, I refuse. I'm kind of looking at looking at him and looking at my grenade belts as we speak. <laughs> we we did not let you bring grenades specifically to prevent something like this. Happening. Yeah, oh, you, you are absolutely not allowed to bring grenades to us. You lost mission. grenade privileges when you threw one at a secret police. Okay, <laughs> you're looking down. You're empty. I, I merely have my gun and my sword and my machete. Well, since he'll never offer yeah. it personally, I would like to extend on Johnny's behalf an apology for chucking a grenade at you. I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Well, no apology is needed. You're close. I actually am wondering that. Not to my knowledge. You have to tell me if you're a clone. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. In I forgot. You can universe. turn that off. <laughs> I'm not turning it off until we lift off until we lift up we are already in the air oh we are okay that is happening in the background you've, okay. you've got a fully automated pilot all right fair enough hold on let me just there we go do you have grapes in your mouth no I simply know how to talk with my cheeks puffed out a little bit oh hmm. okay well thank you for dropping the voice so, I'm absolutely not apologizing. Well, there's really no need for that. F for apologies. You're not getting one. I recognize that things were getting quite out of hand at that moment. Still, if we're going to be working together, I'd least... I'd like to get off on the right foot. We're not at each other's throats at the moment, and I'd like to keep it that way for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Your courtesy is appreciated, and your lack of courtesy is noted. Are you really going to Willow Creek? Are, are we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we actually are just going there. There's got to be hard points in the area. We need to inspect those. We do need to drop off a certain package at a certain place at some point, though. Do, do we have a certain place in mind? Do we have a drop zone? You can make an aerial connection with the flying wing. Mm. Yeah, but I, do we want this guy to know the flying wing exists? I figure once we knew that there was going to be somebody with us, we would probably have changed that plan. Dimu is probably plugged into everything in this ship. She definitely already knows he's around and is adjusting plans accordingly. True. She can have the wing drop Arya off at Willow Creek. And it'll be up to you to arrange the luggage transfer, though. I mean, I figure that's as simple as just taking our luggage with us when we leave. I will answer his question in the affirmative. Oh, very well. It should only take a few minutes to get there. Especially with a ship this fine. You know, it's funny. When it landed... I took note of the registry number on the tail, and it did not come up with anything. Funny that. <laughs> yeah, just give him just the most sarcastic eyebrow raise, and can't imagine why that would have happened. Yes. Very mysterious. I just sit opposite this guy and just stare. Johnny desperately trying to manifest grenades. <laughs> <laughs> I have weapons. Willing them into being. 
Manifesting. Manifesting. But no one seems to be asking me to kill him, so I, I'm If you look over at Johnny, he's just like miming, pulling the pinna grenade and chucking it, and he's doing that over and over and over in hopes that one time it'll work. <laughs> it's like trying to force pull your remote control to you. It's like that one Xbox commercial. Johnny's playing this. Johnny's manifesting. You, you know, you know the secret that shit that went around on Oprah yeah. and like, yeah, that's what Johnny's doing, but with killing a man. <laughs> if I wish for grenades hard, hard enough, the universe will grant me them. I mean, now I'm just watching this guy. Is there anything you wanted to ask or discuss with him before arriving at your destination? Oh, what's his name? What's your name? Peter Lore. You know, it's remarkably rare how often people ask me that question. I imagine they have other things on their mind. Usually they just ask me, why? <laughs> but if you do need a name for me, you can call me Agent Nil. Oh, fuck. That's cool. That is cool. That Damn it. That is cool. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> Hell. It's got a cool code name. Damn. God. <sighs> well, cross this and at least I know what to write down in my book of men I've killed. You haven't? You're writing a book? Yeah, it's going to be quite a long one. Could I see a first draft? Do not show him the first draft. No. <laughs> I mean, the first draft is like, half of it is... Unnamed mech pilot A, unnamed mech pilot B, unnamed mech pilot C. Eventually he runs out of letters and starts doing with numbers. Wait, you run out of... Uh, for some reason, I I processed that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he run eventually out he runs out of numbers and goes to letters. They're like, wait a second. <laughs> mm, we're taking our campaign galactic. <laughs> Johnny is counting every version of himself in this book. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get fucked up by the time knife. <laughs> yeah, the time knife. We've all seen it. But no, it, it's more descriptions like, this This guy was annoying and dropped bombs. If I don't know their names. That's just called a diary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's different from the diary. You've all read Johnny's diary. Arya has, that's for sure. Well, to be honest... There are many biographies, auto and otherwise, that have been compiled from diaries. You're not reading my diary, buddy. All right. I just, or my book. I, I, I desperately want to be like, actually, I have it here. Would you like to see it? <laughs> <laughs> if you really want. You end up in Willow Creek. Per the... Emergency instructions passed along by Demu. Arya, you are already present ah. in the settlement. You are aware of Agent Nil's presence among the rest of the Vanguard. And you are accompanied by Alice, Alice and Jim. Now, out of character, who are those? Alice is the fighter pilot that we downed in the last combat scene. Okay, okay. Or the, the combat scene before last, the one we recruited. 
Right, right. Okay, okay. And Jim, you've never met. He's a rebel leader from Johnny's hometown, or at least one who organized in Johnny's hometown. He is uh, very good at, like, troop management and tactics, but he is an absolute black hole of charisma. I see. nerd. Same. A big-time wargamer. Oh, I know the type. I said big nerd, yeah. I'm also in love with, with Demon. I'd call it a crush at most. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Someone has to be. They don't. <laughs> they really do not have to be. It's my sex part. But, yeah, you have been in the metal wing with Jim and Alice for some time. They were sort of transferred over relatively recently. Uh, you haven't spent the night with them, but uh, all Jim can talk about at the moment is how Demu 3D printed his collection of miniatures again and how much fun he's having repainting them. I was momentarily horrified that you were going to say 3D printed something else. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Perhaps unexpectedly, Arya is actually all in on talking about this. Fair enough. What army does uh, what army does Jim play? Dark Elder. Cool. Just gonna throw out something like the Cruxulons. Cool. <laughs> but Willow Creek is basically a slight concentration of those prefabricated living compartments and Based on the name, you do visually hunt around to see if there are any willows or any uh, creeks nearby. And while you do see a, a dry uh, stream bed and a few dead trees along the sides of it, nothing that presently looks like a willow. Rip. But now is the moment of meetings. Hmm. The first vanguard group along with Arya, Jim, and Alice. So, considering your tag-along, how does this go? For his part, Agent Nil is certainly willing to take a step back and, uh, you know, vanish into the background. Well, not to uh, delay Arya's entry into the game that we are playing any further, but uh, since Alice and Jim are kind of like established presence and trying to insert themselves here, insinuate themselves here. I feel like the move for getting Gomez out of the airship and into the wing is just to have Arya, like, wait until all of us have disembarked, get on the airship, wheel the suitcase onto the wing, and then join us, like, five minutes later. Sure. If nothing else, you might as well have that discussion in character. Like, covertly sending instructions to demu to relay we're, we're trying to do this in such a way that nil doesn't know that we're doing it okay so when he comes off with us then the ship is empty and someone can get on it without being seen okay in that case i believe that would call for a roll on my part a stealth type roll yes oh boy oh wait no okay Oh, cool. That's a three. Oh, jeez. 
Indeed. Natural one, I'm sorry. Dark Souls voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very good. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Rob is getting twisted. <laughs> what? I think that's enough. Christ. That. Yeah, that was a hard one to find in the original Dark Souls. Not many people knew that one existed. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's a three. So it is. Basically, as the rest of you disembark, enter Willow Creek, look around, and like I said, the trip over is nothing more than a few minutes, so it's still evening. People are starting to trickle in from the fields. And Arya, having already placed herself in the town, along with Jim and Alice, gets these instructions and waits for the rest of the vanguards to exit the ship. Holds off for a few more minutes, hopefully enough time for them to meet up with Alice and Jim and start talking, start generating something for Agent Nil to pay attention to. And at that moment, she... Uh, Hurriedly, but not at a run, goes to the uh, airship. And just at the moment that she is climbing back out of the airship, suitcase on the rollers behind her, there is a fairly loud thump that comes when it uh, drops off of the ramp onto the solid ground beneath it and at that point feeling uh, perhaps a bit exposed you glance around look at the rest of the party in the distance and notice with absolute certainty that agent nil is looking at you and smiling take one stress oh dear okay one stress that's going on to my bonds I mean, I'm at four stress now, or would that have gone down? It goes down by five during downtimes. Okay, I'm at one stress now. Yes. Okay, great. Awesome. He sees me. Well, it's a fair moment to transition to the rest of the group. You're meeting with Alice and Jim in person. I brain autocorrected that to Alice and Chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alice and Jim. Uh, have we arranged, like, cover stories for them as far as interacting with us? Well, what kind of cover story do you think would be appropriate? Uh, well, we want them to be local community representatives, so why not just fucking act like that from the get-go? We sent word ahead that inspectors would be coming, and we would like to talk to the people in charge, and these are the people in charge. Unless anybody else has a better idea please don't give me all the decision making here no you're good i think that works so you are trying to make it seem like alice and jim are locals that you're interviewing and you're doing this to put on a performance for agent nil yeah and then also like you know 
we are nobility who are just kind of showing up out of fucking nowhere to observe how things are going. And if these two people can demonstrate that they're good at handling stuff like that, then the locals might be more inclined to listen when they say, hey, actually, we're trying to organize you against the nobility. And we already know how to handle them. Look at what we did earlier today. Seems a bit 4D chess, but let's go with it. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I believe I will have one of you roll on behalf of the two NPCs. Basically, so, to have coached them into taking on this role. Hey, game show host. Yeah. Host a game show. Hosting a game show. Whose line is it anyways? It's yours, <laughs> actually, the two of you. The points don't matter, and the... The points do matter, actually. The yeah, points the points extremely matter. matter right now. The points extremely matter in this in this particular instance, yes. So, let me see. Let me see if I can swing. Uh, Leader and Spire could work for coaching them on what their lines should be by that and like we said my background as a game show host could come in handy so i'm could i invoke that for an accuracy i'll call that fair enough all right that's a 23 and yo this has not come up yet because i've not gotten this in a high in a while but one of my bond powers is spectacular flourish when you roll a 20 plus on any skill check, you amaze everyone present with your skill and daring. Anyone watching is stunned momentarily, granting a plus one accuracy and increased effect to the next action you or another PC takes in the same scene. Nice. Nice, nice, Good nice, turn. nice, nice. Nice. So to all appearances, Agent Nell is fully taken in by this scene, by this ruse. Alice, admittedly, she does have a treble accent, and so she cannot play the part of one of the work crews, but there are still treble administrators scattered throughout the island, not all concentrated in amongst the nobility estates. And so she puts on that role of being the local administrator, having previously handled the actual treble administrator for Willow Creek in a manner that you did not discuss beforehand, but which seems to have worked. For his part, Jim is willing enough to play the role of the quiet foreman who mostly listens as other people talk around him and will occasionally pipe in with details once asked for them. And I will say that enough actual, enough of the locals are present and see this scene to get a positive impression of the two's leadership skills and tactics. And so that's another two segments on your 12 segment clock. So we're up to five now, right? Yes. Okay, just wanted to make sure I didn't miss one somewhere. But having accomplished this little 
song and dance number. What is it that you want to do next? I said it earlier, but there's got to be hard points around here, yeah? Well, sure. I mean, obviously there aren't any hard points inland, but you were at a bayou, you're a few minutes away by airship. Still not that far away from the coast. All right. I figured we could break into two teams, have Johnny plus one go physically inspect the hard points, and have the rest of us talk to the locals. I was originally going to say Johnny plus Alan, but Alan's role is as my bodyguard, so I don't know if we can justify him leaving. Although, none of these people know that, and Nil knows that that's not the case, so we don't need to sell it that hard, I guess. So Johnny and Alan can go together, actually. That'd probably be fine. Who wants to hang out with Johnny? No one. But you have to, so. Who dares hang out with Johnny? Arya. Good. I think that Arya needs to tell the party that Nil absolutely saw her. Saw her doing what? Trying to sneak Gomez off the ship. Pulling a suitcase off of the ship and taking it elsewhere for no apparent reason. Oh, you want me to kill him? No. Why is it always your plan A? Why are you talking like that? It's my disguise voice for this particular mission. I don't like it. I got strung by a bee. Yeah, we all hate the voice, but we have to live with it. So out of character, I I support uh, Arya and Johnny because those two characters haven't really interacted a lot. That'll be fun. Well, well I split off with Arya the last mission. Yeah, they hate each other, remember? I mean... No. N- no, it's that, it's that Johnny said... Johnny was like... Extremely not helpful when Arya came out as a clone. That's what it was. No, I was helpful. I was the most helpful. Johnny tried his best. Johnny tried. Johnny tried. People died. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing that. Johnny but yes, <laughs> they, they did do part of the... Mudkicker base break-in mission together. Mm. So they have been together. That is true. That said, putting the two tech heads in a group to go inspect the technology thing is a fair idea. Yeah, that does make sense. I can't believe you secretly hate Johnny. We all do. Secretly? No, I think I just misremembered. It's all good. <laughs> oh, you're just fucking with... Okay. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. Let's cool. go. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, plenty sure. of time to course correct. In any event, what is the other team doing? Interviewing the locals. Interviewing locals. But what are you doing with Alice and Jim now that you've given them, given them some relatively sedentary cover identities? Uh, why, of course, as the local managers... Uh, sending them out to find the most knowledgeable individuals of Willow Creek to send to us. We can't possibly interview every single person that works here. We're not immortal. Skill issue. A lack of immortality truly is a skill issue. (laughs) 
in certain settings, yeah. I have a question. Go for it. What are we doing with Agent Dickhead? Because we don't want to leave him alone. He's staying with us. We really don't have control over Agent Dickhead. I legitimately cannot remember whether Arya has actually ever met Agent Dickhead in person. No. So we've had two encounters with him? Technically three. Yeah, one at the Arcology. Yeah, so before this mission, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the one where he met Connor outside of the bar, and then... It was inside the bar. It was outside the Arcology. Yeah. At the elevator? It was inside the Arcology. Yeah. And Arya was with me, and we were, like, a couple floors up from that encounter. So you've, like, seen the back of his head, at least, but you've never heard his voice. I've never heard his voice. He's never, as far as I'm aware, seen my face. As far as I'm aware, seen my face. Obviously, that counts for very little. But, um, he did see me sneaking around, I suppose. Yes. Just now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, that that answers all my questions. Arya would probably bring it up. So uh, when I was uh, getting off of the the plane, the flying machine, um, there was a man. He absolutely saw me. He looked like... What did he look like? Looks like that guy who point at him. We're we're not letting him get more than 20 feet from us at any moment. That guy. That guy saw me. He was looking right at me. Oh. Oh, excellent. I'm letting you have this side conversation for free because of Colin's 20-plus role. He's a member of the Hegemony Secret Police. He's playing some kind of game with us. Oh. Great. Just try not to do anything else where he can see it. It isn't Go Fish. To be fair, he seems to be mostly on board with what we're doing. The keyword being seems to be. We'll try and keep you separated for as long as we can. Okay. I wasn't sure if he recognized me. If he's with the secret police, then who knows? Indeed. Yeah, I don't want to be... Like, bear in mind, you know, he is a member of the secret police, so... And they even say, oh, this is Johnny being Johnny, but... Do you need to probably be prepared to put a knife in his back if he starts pissing about. You blew him up once, and it seemed to have done nothing. He probably dodged it, or he's a robot, one or the other. He says he's not a clone, and clones have to uh, tell uh, you. Uh, okay, hold on. No, seriously, I, I, I want to know, where did you get that? It's like, well, he's police, isn't it? So it's, like, similar. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Guess it's not a thing? It's very much not a thing. It's never been a thing. I'm not sure how to take that. It's either a clone or a robot or just really good at dodging grenades. This is a great conversation. Can we move on? <laughs> Arya looks even more uncomfortable. Either way, like I said, we are going to try and keep you two separated for as long as we can. Just play cool. Thanks. I'll do my best. Well, let's go look at hard things. So who are you asking to go look at the hard points? I think it's Johnny and Arya. Yeah, it's yep. Team Techno again. Fair enough. 
So the rest of you are going to stay in Willow Creek and continue the interview process to get a better understanding of how regular work crews work around here. Quick procedural question, Bobbin. When Arya took that stress... Yeah. This was due to an indirect interaction, but narratively, she was spotted by Nil. Did Nil cause her to take stress? As you say, indirectly, but approximate cause, certainly. Okay. Because I have a bond power that is uh, nothing to fuck with. If anyone causes one of your allies to take stress in your presence, take plus one accuracy on all actions against that person for the rest of the session? Does that <laughs> proc here? Yeah, that's fair enough. Cool, 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 cool. I will try to remember that if I ever have to roll against him for the rest of today. The point of calling it stress is to cover a wide range of problems that a person may encounter and one of those is getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. <laughs> Alright. As Johnny and Arya are heading out, I am just gonna keep a very close eye on Nil, make sure he doesn't get the opportunity to sneak aboard. Alright. In this case, I believe I will ask for one roll for each team once again. Aria and Johnny, it is up to you to decide. And keep in mind that this is going to be a diagnostic role. Not, you're not necessarily in a position to start fixing anything just yet. Question, this is still the same scene? I will say that your scene will be the same scene. They're going off to a different scene, though. Yeah, I was, I was just making sure for the purposes, because I think it's worded that whichever role is next instead of one that we mm -hmm. but yeah Johnny, Arya, which of you wants to make the role? uh sure I can Please do. unless yeah. you want to it's presumably you're rolling huckle fix presumably some other sort of perception role could also work, like I said this is a diagnostic oh, check yeah. do you have spot? spot? spot could also work no, I'll do this for diagnostics, hacker fix, fix, yeah. That's 12? Wow, that sucks. That's good enough. Well, you fell behind on hacker fix. I have four. I have six. Oh. It's fine. I've been rolling a lot. He also got the number jacked thanks to his um, manufacturer connection. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. Anyway, so one of... The first things you notice about the hard point is that as you get closer, it becomes visibly less stable. As in, the instability it is suffering from is much more easy to see the closer you are to the hard point. From further away, it looks like it's still stable. But as you get closer, it's clear that rather than staying fixed as if to a solid object. The hard point is vibrating and emitting this sort of worrying sound as it shoves the air in both directions continuously. Well, this is not good. Yeah, I don't think it should be doing that. 
it especially becomes not good when you realize that the hard points appear to work on probability physics, which even in the wider universe are still fairly poorly understood, still very much a frontier science. And it appears to be using that probability to create a sheet of decision-making. And it sends signals down those sheets to decide whether or not the wind itself turns around and blows the other way or dies down or sends all of its moisture in through the field. The wind wall is not a physical object. It is probability itself telling the particles in the air to do things that it otherwise would not have done. And the thing making those decisions about those particles cannot itself decide where its fixed position above the ground is. That tells you, without having to look any further into the bowels of the hard point, that it is suffering from some errors. There is definitely some diagnostics that need to be run and some fixes that need to happen in the code and possibly in the hardware itself. As time goes by, as solar radiation hits the hard point and knocks out certain particles within the delicate electronics at its heart, the ability to affect probability is itself affected by probability. This is less than ideal. Well, this thing's probably going to explode. Or fall. Or possibly do nothing. Can we fix it? Have you guys seen the last episode of Chernobyl? No. Not yes. The first episode thereof. No. Because, like, there's this one moment where they're describing the events leading up to the explosion, and there's this guy on an upper walkway looking down at the reactor and seeing these. The safety pins. They're the control rods. The control rods. Yeah, seeing control rods that are like 600 kilograms just sort of hopping up and down all at once. Oh. And they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to be completely still. And that sort of feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that you see when things are about to go horribly wrong any second now is what the two of you have got in the pits of your stomach as you look at this vibrating engine of probability. Okay, uh, I mean, you've, uh, did, you've, you've done the scans, um, how long, how long have we got? I, uh, fuck, it's not long. Let's see, what can I do to stabilize this? Do we know if they're all like this? Uh, I don't know, but it won't be good even if it's just this one that goes bad. Uh, okay, um, well, if it's hardware and software failures, then we're not going to do anything from outside. Uh, nope. You're right. Worth just putting a note in here. Johnny, you are aware, having read the schematics, that 
all of the instructions for maintenance, underline and bold the statement, turn it off before entering. Turn it off before any maintenance. Can you turn it off from out here? The trouble is not that you cannot turn it off. The trouble is that the moment you turn it off, everyone will know exactly what you're doing. Wow. Well, it would be catastrophic, to say the least, if we didn't do anything. Yeah. People are going to know we're doing this shit, but... Does it matter? I mean, I'm not afraid to die. I will say that you could upload as basically a virus a software update that can at least fix the vibrating but there would still need to be hardware adjustments and replacements that someone on site would need to make yeah at some point we're still going to need to get in this thing yeah well look Oh, and I also, I haven't actually described what the hard point looks like yet. Oh, yeah. So basically, it is a steel exterior covered in a sky blue metallic paint. Its shape is roughly like that of a shield, a flat top and two sides that curve down towards a point at the bottom. The hard point is smaller than the flying wing that you're currently in, but that's because your flying wing can hold several massive mechs. It is otherwise large enough that there are access hatches on the sides and top, and a person could, with some amount of effort, climb entirely inside and crawl around. Presumably, if this need to maintain hardware at some point there's got to be some kind of actual service hatch for designs around people exactly Mm. and you'd say maybe it's about six meters wide and eight meters tall okay so we have a choice we can have to do a temporary fix and come back later or we can get to the root of the problem now but risk a response. If it helps with your decision-making right now, presently your only job is diagnostic, Mm. information gathering, so we can establish a timetable. If this one is like it, they're probably all like it, because Demon told us that all of the hard points are getting ready to go. And then Alan's info is that actually they're all even worse than that. So you you guys are just up there to confirm exactly what is wrong. Yeah, but we can't do full diagnostics without being inside because there's hardware stuff that would be what I need to look at. Is there, like, All right. any kind of dangerous radiation or whatever inside? I can rig up a Geiger counter. <laughs> I've not done that yet. I wouldn't call it traditional radiation. But probability mechanics does come with its own set of particles. Hmm. I'm literally going to say probability particles. (laughs) Look, I've already been tainted by the time knife. Being tainted by the probability particles isn't going to be an issue. 
Johnny's arc in this campaign isn't going to be anything character related. It's just going to be him slowly accruing different kinds of awful fantasy radiation that are all going to like <laughs> line up and just turn him into the Ubermensch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the Ubermensch, not the Umter. 10,000 different physical forces of nature try to kill Johnny at once, and he just yeah. ignores them all. Arya might be aligning glowing. Well, I was gonna say, Arya has, le like, 30 years left max. She cares less about radiation anyways. It sounds like this is starting to be a vote for turn it off, let's go in. <laughs> it's up to you. I, I don't I don't want to push you into anything so out of character. I'm leaving that decision up to you, because you're the one with the reasons. You did say that you haven't built anything this session. Could you build, like, a small scout to go inside and figure out what is making it unsafe to go in besides probability radiation i mean the immediate thing that's making it unsafe to go in is the fact that it's vibrating i guess well i know that i've got to turn it off before i go in does it is it just turn it off before you insert any foreign object the, the vibration is going to smash whatever tries to touch the thing into pieces at the moment, the, the issue isn't probability radiation, it's just physical mass moving its location over and over again. And I imagine it's quite abrupt, it's not something that can be steered around. No. Or if it can be steered, then the same thing could turn it off entirely. Up to you, Pepper. I don't think it would do anyone any good if we got caught in the act and were interrupted in the middle of repairing it. So, let's just report back. Yeah, we'll need a perimeter guard, I guess, while we're inside. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you can make preparations for an actual maintenance cycle. Yeah, I guess in the meantime, let's make that fix, at least, to give us a bit more time. Mm -hmm. Design the fix, not apply it. Yes. Sounds good. Meanwhile, back on the ground... Back in Willow Creek. So, this much information I can give you for free, no rolls required. It becomes abundantly obvious that the way the work crews are organized on Baritone is in competition with one another. Each field is parceled out between the various work crews, and their payment for their efforts is awarded on a sliding scale based on the relative performance of their plot of land versus all of the other plots of land with the same crop. This is a wonderful business strategy previously employed by such long-lasting businesses as uh, Sears. Mm-hmm. I suppose it works better when you are the government. And the other thing you quickly realize is that the work crews regularly sabotage one another also happens at <laughs> Sears <laughs> yep makes sense there are two things that are completely off limits murder because they do not belong to the work crews but to the landowners that being the quality of the land itself and the large agromechs that are used to uh 
produce agricultural products on an industrial scale in the far-flung future. I love that they have those. It's so silly, but I love it. It's so... Why wouldn't they? Because wheels and tracks are so much better. Yeah. <laughs> than feet. Look, we've got tractors. Why wouldn't you just, like, give them arms and hover jets? Because that's so ridiculously expensive. Sorry, I know. Oh, cool. it's, it's, it so... is cool, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, modern tractors are also pretty expensive and kitted out. Uh, do they have the right to repair their own uh, their own agrimex? Oh, they certainly have the right. And as a matter of fact, much like the folks back at the estate, <laughs> they're required and they have to pay for it themselves. Yes. Gross. Gross. All this is gross. This is all exceptionally unoptimal. How many mechs are there? Well, enough for basically one per person. And they're not all, you know, like mech warrior size or scale mechs. A lot of them are just closer to exosuits, closer to the goblin in scale. I was going to say, farmer goblin, farmer goblin. Hell yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like Horace's goblin model, except there is... The straw like straw hat brown of the head has been reshaped <laughs> to look like a straw hat. <laughs> and it has the largest denim overalls you've ever seen. To answer your question, yes, there are a lot of them, but they are also in horribly bad shape. As bad a shape as the hard points. Though them going bad is less catastrophic, but they're at the same sort of point of almost falling apart. Because the people who maintain them don't own them, and they pay out of pocket to fix them. So they do as little as possible to make them keep running. Yep. I thought this was supposed to be the most efficient economic system, something, something. At one point, you uh, get a tour of the interior of one of these mechs, and you see this button labeled AC, and it's like, hey, this the mech explodes. This mech has climate control, and the the guy who pilots it just blankly stares at you. No, that's the armored core button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what does it actually do? It doesn't work. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sir, but uh, that button hasn't worked since I got here. Hmm. hmm. I see. I see. I am just frowning this whole time i am just <laughs> frowning also still keeping an eye on nil he occasionally just sort of pokes at things but he's not speaking to anyone and he's not leaving your sight or attempting to so far as you can tell All right he just seems to be doing his best to as i said earlier fade into the background well, the second the motherfucker turns fading into stealthing out to do some shenanigans, I want to know about it. Fair enough. As it is, now that you have a better understanding of the situation the war crews are in, what is your next step? Mm, okay. So, they're spending a lot of time and energy that they could be using to farm on sabotaging each other 
and all of their tools they have to pay for the repairs for themselves. So referring back to our goals here. Yeah, we're trying to get people to accept our leaders, essentially. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily that you want to make, take steps to fixing the problems here. You want them to see Jim and Alice as being the solutions to these problems. Yes. Oh, yeah. And one other point to make about uh, the mutual hostility between worker groups. You do note that no two worker groups on the same fields are from the same part of the planet. Mm. Everybody's blocked up by nationality. Yup. Nice and ghettofied. No, not that. No, no, no. Like, that's literally the definition of ghetto. My point is that that's putting everybody from one location in the same place. This is spreading all of them out. Oh, so they're, sp they're all spread out. Okay, I, I miss because otherwise they might work together. We can't have that. Yeah, so did I. I. Okay, can you just say the organization again for me? All the work crews that compete against each other are from different parts of the planet. So that basically they have no reason or way to cooperate and, for instance, share their contractual compensation between them once they all get back home. Okay, so nobody at Willow Springs, or nobody at Willow Creek is from the same place, and nobody from the fields adjacent to Willow Creek are from the same place. No, the, the fields themselves are massive, like square miles each. Each field is one particular crop or type of animal, and there are several work crews that need to manage all of that. Okay. All of those work crews come from different locations and are competing against each other to okay. produce the okay. most results. Alright. So then each field has like subunits within it? Yes. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, okay. I get it. Yeah. Geographic subunits, I mean. Yeah. Each one assigned to a separate work crew. Got and it. so okay. there are several crews who come home to Willow Creek. They all sleep in separate barracks. Got it. Okay. Because otherwise they will sabotage each other's barracks. And oftentimes they end up sabotaging each other's barracks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. All right. Now, how do we turn this arrangement to our advantage with regard to Alice and Jim? I'm not sure arrangement is the best word. Randy and Nightmare comes to mind. Mm-hmm. No. If I've learned anything from the hit film Top Gun, <laughs> that if you want to unite a ragtag group of people who are kind of working against each other, against their own interests, what you need is a homoerotic game of volleyball on the beach. <laughs> I, I just... What? <laughs> Welcome back. None of us will provide context. <laughs> so Alice is all of the personality, and Jim is all of the brains. 
is good at organizing people and resources and deploying them. Hmm. Have you considered putting his brain in her body? I think that would actually cause a lot more problems. Yeah. Also, that would put her brain in his body, and that's probably... That's a fate nobody deserves. I wonder if conspiring to put Jim in charge of Willow Creek's scheduling, I'm sure he could find a way to organize these people such that they couldn't sabotage each other and then everybody would realize, oh, our work is easier and we're more productive. Actually, I've already come up with a solution. Thanks, Droopy. Well then, there we go. What's the solution? Hey, you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I can't do it. I'm so happy. <laughs> we must further divide up each of the work crews so that one member is on each crew and convince them all to turn in exactly the same amount of produce. Remember the workers. This way, the money has no choice but to be divided evenly between all of the crews. And because all of the crew members contributed to each of the plots and the produce, they will get the exact same amount no matter what. Hmm. It's just that simple. Sounds good on paper, but how would we actually pull it off? Well, that's what Alice is for. I am a fair bit better with people than Jim is. I've discovered. Connor, in a case of character development, does not say the first thing that pops into his brain, which is, well, most people are. I'm trying to think about ways that this could go wrong. And, like, the obvious answer is that because this is on a scale, there are always people at the top and they will notice that they're getting less as a result of this. Well, if they're, if the workers are spending less time sabotaging each other, then they would actually produce even more than normal, even if all of them were to produce the exact same amount. I thought they were paid in relation to each other. Yes, but you're worrying about the people in charge noticing, and if they are getting more produce that they sell... No, 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 no. Um... Uh, let me clarify a point, then. Are the workers paid in real time? Yeah, they have to be, because they have to pay for their own repairs. So they do have to be paid in real time. Like, every two weeks they have to get a paycheck. Not exactly. They are getting room and board consistently, but they are being paid out yearly. And that money is going back to their homes and families. However, okay. that money is adjusted based on their annual yield, based on how well they did compared to the other work crews on their field, and then all repairs, etc., are deducted from that amount. Okay. So we'll, we'll have to bank on their lives becoming better enough in the short term that they don't worry about like, the, the best-performing fields don't worry about what they're losing in the long term. To clarify what my worry was is, uh, if these teams were being paid in real time, 
then whichever ones, like, I'm sure that there would wind up being a team that is the best at sabotaging everybody else and would therefore be getting paid the most, most often. And if they notice that, like, suddenly they are all collectively being paid 25% less every single day, they might turn around on this strategy. But if they're only getting paid once a year, then we don't actually have to worry about that. They're not going to know the effects until the end. That's also, also the point of dividing up the work groups, dividing up the members to spread amongst each other so that the team that's best at sabotage is broken up and are responsible for several fields. Yeah, so by the time they would have a chance to notice, we will ideally have killed Penelope and fixed all the problems. Yeah. So that's my one big concern addressed due to how all of this is structured. So who wants to roll to actually convince the work crews to go along with this harebrained scheme? Hey, that sounds like a roll for the talkie man. The talkie man? Where is he? He's right here. Where? <laughs> is it you? It's me. It's me. I'm the also, don't man. forget to add an accuracy for the good roll you did last time. Yes. Lead or inspire sounds correct. Inspiring them to work together. And... Yeah, and just leadership in general is a lot of it is convincing people to do things that aren't obvious to them. That's a 15. All right. I will say this role is a direct. This role is directly improving your ability to get these workers to do what you want. So I'm going to go with the regular rate this time of two segments for a 10 to 20. Okay. Should be at seven, I believe. Yes. Yep, yep. And at this point, you finally hear from Agent Nil. Specifically what you hear first is, oh, that's interesting. I'm not referring to what you're doing, but there's a commotion coming up on the other side of the island. What kind of commotion? I'm not referring to what you're doing. What you're doing is actually quite boring. <laughs> I don't think of you at all. It would seem that one of the worker crews has reached the end of their ropes, and so they are turning their agrimex against their competitors. I understand that this happens with some frequency around here and can become quite bloody. I believe that if you wish to make a good impression with the workers, you may wish to intervene. Pinch the bridge of my nose. Close my eyes and sigh. Couldn't have had better timing. Are we going to get to do a cool combat? I don't think we can airdrop mechs in here without raising a lot of questions. Chiefly among them, hey, how did you get those mechs? <laughs> oh, don't worry about <laughs> that. Yes, I gave them to me. Don't worry about that. I'm well aware of the mechs that you control. And since I oh, am here, sorry. the Lady Agrotisa 
does not have any other eyes in the field watching you. Alternatively, we could all just pilot our Everests. No, God, no. No, I <laughs> oh. won't be doing that. <laughs> we're not trying to... We're stopping farming equipment, and we're actively not trying to kill everyone. Huh? It's not a terrible idea. It's not a great idea, but it's not a bad idea. It is a move. It is ultimately an idea that is up to you. Sadly, I do not have a mech of my own of any description. All right, all right. <laughs> That's definitely a lie. Yeah. Like, out of character, I don't believe you. Um, I anyway. 100% believe, believe that. I say that out loud. In character. <laughs> Fucking fold my arms, clo close my eyes, just looking exasperated, point my nose at the ground, and I just say that under my breath. <laughs> so first and foremost, first and foremost, let's see if we can talk this down before resorting to violence. First and fistmost. First and foremost. <sighs> well, no matter what we do, we are going to need to be on site. Which means we need to get moving. It is the other side of the island. Yeah. I will say that by the time this comes up, you've been touring and interviewing, and it is the next day, and Arya and Johnny are back with the group. Okay, but what did we have for breakfast this morning? No. In the <laughs> middle of considering our actions, I, my eyes blink open, I turn to Nil. So, tradesmen... What does the information cost us? What information? I just happen to be thinking out loud. Three fifty. Connor kind of looks at him, just like baffled, just going, thinking to himself, what the hell is this guy's goals? What is up with him? To make you freak out like this. So like, Either he wants us to win-win, or he wants us to win enough times that the toppest brass of the hegemony actually take notice of us and start stepping on our throats directly. I mean, you told me about the conversation you had. He, I don't think he's hiding his goals. He wants, he wants his own guy to be in charge. And it's just using a system means to an end. Option four. Funny. Could be that, but I think it's I think it's probably option three. Did he say that? I forget. Yeah, he, he was very much implying that he wants Penelope not in control or whoever's right. in charge. At the very least, he's sharing information that Penelope would not want to share with you. Yeah, he's very much implying He's got a, he's got a guy he wants in charge, so, or at least that the secret police wants in charge, whether it's him or not, I don't know. Uh, right, Johnny, Johnny may be stupid, but even he's read between the lines. Actually, a global famine is bad, despite what the shithead nobles think. I'm just going to help them fix this one. <laughs> anyway, my vote is we get. We get robots on the ground, we draw a line in the sand, and anyone who crosses that line gets disabled. Disabled is a good word. 
So long as we use a very particular definition of it. I mean, if any of them are particularly aggressive, can't guarantee their safety, but on the whole, it's just chopping legs off robots. These are just guys. Oh man, you know what? If somehow it does get back to Penelope that we have mechs, if I'm out in my Everest and I challenge her to a duel, it'd be real great if she thinks I'm coming in with a fucking bog-standard Everest. And you do you, but I'm going in the big thing because I don't want to die to farmers. I don't even think our Everest would die to farmers. I'm sure we'll have time to, like, circle the fields twice to get a look at what they're riding in, and then we can yeah. do a threat assessment and then put boots on the ground. Also, you did get Gomez out, so you'll be getting all of their statistics. Yeah, and our own intel is that uh, their shit is jank and busted. Yeah. And not much bigger than a goblin? Well, most of them are not much bigger than a goblin. There are yeah. bigger ones as well. Also, I don't believe in holding back, so I'm absolutely busting out Isaac. You do what you want. I will agree to let you do that if you come up with a convincing explanation as to why you would have that. What? See, if we get caught doing this by Penelope, we need a convincing explanation as to why we have Max, and, well... That's nobility. I'm bodyguard. I'm a major domo. I would need to help protect. No, you, you really would. <laughs> no, I'm not giving a major domo a mech, no. <laughs> I don't exist. I mean, the fact of the matter is Penelope doesn't, probably doesn't know that I'm driving. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that that's the more relevant detail. As Nil mentioned, her only spy at this moment is him. That we know of. That he knows of. Yeah. Mm, fuck it, he rides with me. No. I'm not gonna go in there with the armor-piercing, chain-reaction, heat-damage, infinite-range swords that I carry. I'm not bringing that in against a bunch of farmers. I'm yeah. probably not gonna need it. Can you do non-lethal damage? Is that a thing? Probably not with the Tokugawa. Probably extremely no. not with the Tokugawa. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the advantage of the morning cloak is that it's easy enough to bullshit that kind of thing. And also it makes people afraid. Yeah, there there is no rules about lethal versus non-lethal because it's mostly mech-to-mech -mech combat. Mm. But I will say that unless otherwise specified, a pilot's survival is pretty guaranteed. Okay. The pilot's only killed when it's dramatically appropriate. I like to imagine that my goblin is folded up into my suitcase. <laughs> it's not that small. <laughs> I said it earlier, and I'm sticking by it. If we hurry over there, we'll have time to do two circles above the fields to do a threat assessment, and then yep. we can pick our mechs. I mean, they are already fighting, so... Yeah. Fighting or murdering? Yes. Okay. Yeah, both. Uh, we're not probably not going to have that much time to... No, well, still. As it is, I don't think we're going to get any further without further information, and so I think I'd like to call it here for the night. Yeah, we need to refit our, our Everests anyway. Well, you do. Well, 
let's see what the situation is first. Yeah, and the reason why I'm saying this guy rides with me is because I really don't want him running around for the time it takes us to fight a robot battle. And if it's a trap, then he can... Well, here's the more relevant question. How do you bring him with you? Because you're going to need to take the metal wing. Yeah, we're going to have to... All of our mechs are inside of our secret, invisible, hyperspeed galactic technology transport vehicle. Either we show him we have that, or we let him run loose. Hey, look over there! Perhaps we can solve that question next time as well. As for right now, yeah. it is experience time. Let's wrap it up. Experience! Addressed my challenges with strength, leadership, or force. Did I do any of those? You were continuing to take a somewhat leadership role, yes? Yeah. Did a bunch of plan making. Talked to a... Well, my major domo did the majority of the talking, but I created the purpose behind it. Mm hmm Did I express my heritage, backgrounds, or beliefs through my actions? I did a lot of frowning at things being very inefficient, but I don't know beyond that. How about we combo that with struggled with issues from your background and say that between the two of them, you definitely got one. Yeah, all right. Uh, mobility is jerks. <laughs> I never had to commit dice to this because he never tried to pull any fast ones, but the minor ideal that I selected uh, in anticipation of Arya being present again was protecting someone weaker than myself and I was trying to keep Nil away from her as much as possible you did you did make a point of that cool I get three uh, let's see I address challenges with diplomacy creativity or empathy I mean the mass is kind of empathy yeah yeah I made a gas mask and got laid that's empathy yeah. I would think. Yeah. Definitely a challenge, at least, for Johnny. Johnny's got empathy. He just directed towards very specific people. It's just not for everyone. It's not a yeah. blanket empathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I express my heritage backgrounds or beliefs through my actions. Um, I don't think it's sufficient background to be suspicious of the guy who I grenaded and did not die. Uh, so probably not. Yeah, we discussed it last time. Background only counts before this campaign begins. Yeah, I think I'll probably achieve that next session. We try not to kill farmers. True. Uh, I struggle with issues from my burdens or background. Uh, I don't have any burdens. I barely have background. Um, so no. I created a new object, organization, reliance, or mended one that was broken. I made gas masks. I didn't take that one last session but I can take it now, so that's two. Yes, you can. And you have been helping to mend the organization of the island, which is definitely broken. I feel I deserve an experience point for not using rigor and having to make you do the Grumbungus voice. Having? <laughs> uh, the, the privilege. You make it sound like that's a burden to me. Alright, that's me. I'm on four experience. I addressed challenges with cunning, subterfuge, or deceit. I still pretended to be 
the major domo for the majority of it the only time i really dropped that was around people who definitely already knew that it wasn't so i would i would say yes yep uh, I express my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions. Probably not. I haven't been one for making the big decisions this no. session, I don't think. No. I struggled with issues from my burdens or background. I don't have burdens, and I don't believe the fact that I... You absolutely have burdens, just... Okay, I don't <laughs> have mechanically. game mechanic <laughs> burdens. I don't have burdens, and I don't believe the background thing is going to be an issue. I think background might count, because hmm? your background includes your complete lack of understanding other people. You did sort of do like the game show thing. That is true. And then minor ideal, I pretended to be someone else for a time. I mean, that's that's going to be a given that I'm choosing this one for the foreseeable future because it's a free experience point. Yeah, if it's a freebie, it's a freebie. There's no problem with that. I just want to point out the, the irony of all the jokes about lack of empathy come to me, yet Game Show's entire character arc is lacks empathy for anyone else. No, my entire, entire character arc is learning to gain empathy for other people, which is slowly happening. Yeah. I think the issue is that people are seeing you taking the opposite arc, or taking the arc in the opposite direction. I started with empathy for everyone and just slowly lost it. I'm stealing your empathy like an empathy vampire. <laughs> the empathy of Dorian Gray. So that's why you keep sucking at me. No! What? No! <laughs> Gross. Uh, I address challenges with precision, coldness, or intimidation. I think I did that one. I successfully snuck Gomez into a suitcase. Indeed. Uh, I express my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions. Mm, not really. I struggle with issues through for my burdens or background. No, not really. Uh, minor ideal, I got someone to back down or back off. I Johnny didn't try to kill Agent Null despite every <laughs> desire to die instantly. Yeah, I'll count it. Okay. You just said Johnny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm very happy to take another experience point. No, I stopped. I, I reined you in. Yeah, I, I know that you, the player, were never planning on going that far. But depends what you said. Now we had like a whole talk about, like, I know perfectly well, Bobbin, that if I were to throw a knife at him, you would you would find a way to bring him back. Oh, that can depend on a lot of things. Now there was a whole let's play nice for the time being thing. But yeah, the the point is that uh, Alan has trouble getting experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm so not <laughs> yeah. Always we happy need to, to explain. We need to make an effort to give him things to do <laughs> while being the passive bodyguard that stands in the back and looks scary. Hmm. I'll be back again and I'll fucking end you. Right, but how about the Magus? Let's see. I address challenges with passion, faith, or intuition. I intuited that. Would you, are, would you agree that I intuited that it wouldn't do anyone any good to, uh, if we, like, started repairing the thing and got caught. Yeah, somewhere between faith or intuition was yeah probably where you 
base that decision yeah. from. I expressed my heritage background or beliefs through my actions. I don't think I did that. I struggled with issues from my burdens or background. Thanks to Namtav, yeah. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I can't believe uh, that, that, that Johnny is racist to clones. <laughs> racist is such a racist word. I think he's misinformed about clones. I know. I, I think he might think they're cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Yeah, okay. Brain made a connection there and hasn't quite twinged as to how. What's your minor ideal? Let's see, let's see. Oh, fuck. My minor ideal... My stated intuition or gut feeling about something turned out to be right. I'll give you that one. Okay. It was probably for the best that you didn't fix it immediately. Yeah. Okay, cool. Also, for the record, um, I am taking instinctive. Describe a course of action to the GM that you plan to take in the same scene. You will receive guidance from the GM in the form of a feeling that is truthful, if unclear. The GM can choose boon, good outcomes, bane, bad outcomes, or chaos, a mix of good and bad outcomes. Uh -huh. Yeah, it sounds like a D&D &D spell. <laughs> Augury. Yeah, I think that you can be more clear if you want, if you so desire. Thanks everyone for playing. People out there, can't believe you're still listening to this. <laughs> but I hope I'll see you next time.